This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hey, Charles. Yo. I have a question today. We're back in the Pokemon world. We're talking about Pokemon again, yes. so I'm going to ask you a Pokemon question. Okay, hit me. When, in Charles's opinion, did the mm. Pokemon franchise peak? Have we peaked? Ooh. When did we peak? What was it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, hmm. I mean, like, I, I, that's a really interesting question because of what's been going on this year with all the shortages and stuff. Sure. With, like uh, the McDonald's card shortage. But in my personal opinion, the big peak was during, goodness, I guess it must have been the first movie coming out. It was either the first movie or the second movie. It was whichever movie they had those gold-plated cards. Oh, my God. Burger I King. knew you were going to say that. No, because it is the height of like ridiculous faux extravagance. It's like, hey, kids, do you want some gold bars for kids with Pikachu's face? Like, you know, <laughs> etched I, I into them. And we were like, yes, yes, we do want that. I have the Polyworld <laughs> one still on my uh, on my bookshelf. Oh, I mean, like the, the little Pokeball case alone made it worth it. But like looking back on that, like that was the golden era of merchandise. And we're never going to get back to that. And it was literally on gold. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, I love the answer. Let's move on to the show. Welcome to The Real Canon, a new pod about the genre pop culture we all live, breathe, and help make happen in real time. I'm Charles Pulliamore, writer and culture critic at io9. And I'm John Reisinger, content creator and producer for Rooster Teeth Productions. Today, we're actually joined by special guest, Ivan, from Recreo. Hi, Ivan. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Hey, glad to have you. Uh, where would the people of the internet uh, know you from, Ivan? What do you do on the internet space? Uh, so I am one-fifth of Recreo, which is a fun, chaotic, almost like a Dungeons and Dragons type uh, YouTube channel where we go through different scenarios and different properties from pop culture and anime and games, and we see if we can survive, and most of the time we can't. Uh, you could also find me on Ivan Animated, which is my personal channel where I do a lot of smaller things like stories and game reviews. That's awesome. Glad to have you here. And uh, that's I'm especially glad because today we're all talking about the new Pokemon Snap. I'm so ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's a new Pokemon Snap game uh, for the Nintendo Switch, and it's the latest part of the franchise's big 25th anniversary celebration. Uh, we've traded in our Pokeballs for cameras this episode to talk about the new game and others outside the proper entries in the Pokemon series. But first, we're rolling into cannon fodder, our quick breakdown of an interesting news story that's caught our attention this week. Yeah, and our new story this week is a little bit callback to an episode we had a couple episodes ago. Um, yeah. Invincible got uh, it's it had its finale premiere today, I guess, when we're recording, right? Uh, it was early this morning, and I happened to be up uh, at an hour to watch it, and it was <laughs> quite the finale. Iron, are you? I know, I know you'd heard some things about it, but like. Um, what's your relationship to uh, the comic or the show? So I've I've heard of the comic. I had a friend that was really into the graphic novels and stuff. Yeah. But I never got the chance to read them. So when I saw like there was like a couple clips on Twitter floating around of how like of like some of the fight scenes, I was like, whoa, was this 
was this always the comic? Like it was, it was crazy. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It definitely, uh, buries the lead by making you think that with the bright colors and cell shaded look to it, that it's like, uh, not cell shaded, but cell animation yeah. style. It's like, Oh, this is like a cartoon about superheroes. But then it's like, Oh, someone just pulled someone's heart out of uh, yeah, someone's yeah. chest. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. That's always been the comic. Uh, and, uh, p- people seem to, who are finding the show seem to like it. And they liked it enough that Amazon not only uh, greenlit a season two, but a season three, which is a big package to to say yes to. That's Something amazing. That, like everyone sort of familiar with the comics coming into this show understood that like there's a lot, like there are a lot of comics and um, mm-hmm. there was obviously the potential for the show to go on um, way farther. Um, I know either of you haven't seen, either of you have seen the finale, but you know, the finale is on brand for the show i'll say that you know it's it is very um, emblematic of what i think this entire first season was about and what a lot of the first arcs are about um and so i think that like if you happen to see a spoilery clip from the finale today and you're like oh wow is this invincible yes that is that is the show <laughs> and that is you know that, that's sort of like what you're signing up for um but just like as the person who has seen it, I will say I, I'm very curious. And this is something we uh, mentioned last time on our on our episode about the about the series. I'm very interested to see where it goes from here because I think that the emotional space that it lands on is sort of like, all right, cool, we've done this now. Now we have to find like a new space right. to really explore in this world. And that to me is like, okay, great. Now that's you know that's the that's that's the the promise that this adaptation has. Right. And that was a little bit of, uh, in our early discussions uh, between you and me, Charles, that was a little bit of your trepidation of why you initially weren't, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it sounds mm-hmm. like initially weren't hot for this show, yeah. but then uh, upon a little bit of rewatching and talking, it seems like you you kind of warmed up to it a bit. So uh, I, I think I know what you're talking about. And I, for one, have enjoyed it and agree that like this first season definitely had its themes and its message and everything like that. And I'm I hope that they wrap that up and then find new interesting things to explore yeah. with season two much like uh like the boys which we compared it to was able to do with season two of itself as i said that i was like thinking back to how i felt watching it the thing that i kind of came away from the finale with was like oh you had won me over show and now we're back to this again because it does return because <laughs> it returns to a rather um elemental idea um, gotcha. about about mark and it's like okay well Apparently, you haven't learned anything, so um, <laughs> hopefully the next time you come back, you're going to, you know, uh, cover your face when you're fighting. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro, after you listen to this podcast, if you're listening to it, you're just going to start seeing more Invincible because once you're aware of it, you start thinking about it. You're going to see a lot of Mark getting his ass kicked, and that happens <laughs> all throughout the season. And I will say in the finale, it's like, Mark, my goodness, after all those whoopings, what did uh, what did we come away from this having learned? Apparently no. not all that much, Nothing. but you know, that is what that is presumably what we'll get into in seasons two and three. But that is, I think, enough to talk about bloody comic book stuff. Let's go to a much simpler, (laughs) relaxing, calming world. Let's talk about Pokemon Snap. Okay, so Pokemon, the new Pokemon Snap, that's the title of the, of the Switch version. Um, it just released today, again, Friday that we're recording, um, and it is the sequel to the 1999 Nintendo 64 game. That game was also re-released later on on Wii, but other than a re-release, they've had no other uh, follow-up to it, and so they decided... 22 years later was a good enough time to do Pokemon Snap. Uh, technology had advanced far enough for us to finally 
take photos of Pokemon again um, in a non-Pokemon Go setting. And Charles and I managed to play a little bit. Ivan is very uh, familiar with the series, the franchise, Pokemon in general. I, actually, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do this, Ivan. Yes. What's your favorite Pokemon? Just so we can know a little bit of your flavor, oh, yeah. your Pokemon oh, flavor. Oh my god, dude! I love uh, I love Wobbuffet just in design, concept, and, and personality. <laughs> dude, Wobbuffet is he's great. He's great in the anime. He's great in the game. He's just so different. You know what I mean? He's cool. Yeah, um, I'll agree. He's, di he's different. I'll Dude, agree. I, I love Wobbuffet. I'm hearing some judgmental laughter here. <laughs> I know, here's the thing. Like, I loved Wobbuffet before, um, before the company decided to start doing gender dimorphism, right? Which is a cool concept for the games, right? Oh, the lipstick? But then, yeah, like female Wobbuffets just are wearing <laughs> lipstick. And it's like, okay, all right, all right, Wobbuffet. I know. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> but okay, I, I, could, I, can, I can respect that. All the other Pokemon get like a normal like animal coloration alterations yeah. with the, uh, the, the sexual differences and... And like Pikachu has like, you know, a heart tail and that kind of thing is cute. And they just like flat out put makeup on female Wobbuffet. <laughs> it was worse. I don't know if you guys have seen like the beta sprites for Gen 4, but at some point um, they gave Wobbuffet like a longer, like weird ponytail thing with the lipstick and then they scrapped it. Oh God. It. So Oof, goodness. did they think it just looked too much like Wobbuffet and drag? Is that what it was? And they were just like, we got to take this back a step. That does just seem what the concept is. <laughs> but Pokemon Snap, the game is, uh, was like Pokemon franchise's first attempt at a side game that was not a, uh, I mean, it, it was the follow-up to red and blue. It was on the N64 um it was it only consisted pokemon from the original 151 in fact it only had 63 of the original 151 pokemon um but it kind of was like the start of this idea of like experiencing pokemon in the non linear narrative sense that we had been taught to to believe pokemon were to be experienced with red and blue and from that point on with pokemon snap there have been other like non main series games that uh have have been kind of another way of experience pokemon i think that's an interesting conversation to have about since we come from you know uh, a generation that uh that really loves this franchise where there's there's so many of us that are uh, i mean god between the three of us we're spanning quite a, a bit of an age i'm assuming <laughs> ivan you're a young boy i'm an old man um <laughs> but still love pokemon and uh, as much as I like the regular games of like, you know, it's like, oh, Pokemon Sword and Shield came out and I'm going to go back and get in my badges and try to beat the, the God Pokemon at the end of it and that kind of thing. There's something also, I think, almost like extra fun about these other games that allow us to interact with Pokemon in a non-combative format. Yeah. Right? It's something that I've been thinking about as I've gotten older. How to put this? Like, I love Pokemon. Like, I've got a Pokeball tattoo on me, right? But at the same time, <laughs> I can... Wait, wait, wait. How is this the first I've heard of this? I have no idea. You haven't been paying attention. That, that, <laughs> that just that just seems like a you thing. <laughs> Which Pokeball? Is just a regular? We don't have to talk about this right now. We're talk about <laughs> no, no, right? no. Something obscure like the dive ball. <laughs> but so um, as I've gotten older, right, you know, to your point, right, the, the game is very formulaic. Um, in Sword and Shield, you can see all of the, the promise and potential that Nintendo has for future games. All that yeah. open space, you can tell that the, the studio or the developer wants to do more with it than I think that the wild area currently is. Um, but at the core of the game, it is still, like you said, collect the badges, you know, collect the Pokemon, go do the thing. Um, but if you look back to the, you know, the early days of the Pokemon craze, when we were all sort of first brought into it, um, the games drop in tandem with the show and as anime adaptations of games are wont to do, they flesh out the world more than the games sort of like allow for. Right. Right. 
Um, so you, in Ash, you can see um, more or less the kind of character that you are playing as you play through the games. But as he moves through this world, you meet all kinds of Pokemon, um, not necessarily trainers, but people who just interact with Pokemon as breeders, people who are, I mean, you look at Professor Oak and all the other professors. They are people mm -hmm. who love Pokemon and have entire careers built around them. But they're like, I don't make them fight because there are other things that I can sort of get into. Um, I guess just because, you know, the franchise was aimed at kids and because of technological limitations, that was always sort of um, not entirely off the table. But it was always sort of like in the wings, in the waiting. And Pokemon Snap really is that perfect kind of clever way of getting about it. Like, hey, what if you're just a person and you don't have any Pokeballs on you and you really are just going for the photo taking experience and you talking about some of the limitations of that first game I remember as a kid thinking to myself, well, what's the point of getting the game if you can't take pictures of all of them, right? Yeah. Because that's, you know, because the, you know, the collecting aspect of this game is so central. To I, I got to ask a question for either you guys, since you guys both have played the N64 one. Did you ever have any friends that tried to convince you of special ways to get photos of Pokemon in the game that didn't actually exist in the game? Did oh anybody God. try to lie to you about that? Dude, no. all the time on the playground. See, that's what I loved about the first game was it had like this mysterious quality where where people were like, oh, if you throw an apple here at, at this time. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And like, and because that's how you got some of the Pokemon. Like it had to knock Magikarp yeah. into the waterfall to see Gyarados. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. That's what I loved about that game is just these little secrets that it gave you like a lot of incentive to go through the same areas just to see like, like what would happen if I did this or I threw a pester ball over here. Like it was, it was amazing. Especially as a That's kid. That's so interesting. That's so interesting because like my experience playing the original Pokemon Go or Pokemon Snap, excuse me, was that classic, like I don't own it, but my friends have it. And so when Gosh, I'm over yeah. at their houses, I'll play it. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's that thing where you can only you can only develop but so much of your own personal attachment to the game. Um, mm -hmm, right. But even more so than like playing with friends, it was playing at the Blockbuster, right? I do remember what those stands look like, those big blue and yellow stands that they had and they had the little... Right. Oh, yeah. They had, the, they had um, that reinforced barring to attach uh, the controller to the thing. And Pokemon Snap is not a game that's really designed for like casual pickup play in a public no. environment. You know, you really... It is something that you are supposed to sit down with and yeah. sort of be up and close with because in in unlike battling in the main games which is because it's a turn-based game right it is sort of all right the animations are playing you slide on screen your opponent slides on screen and once you play through enough battles you can sort of remove yourself from it and still be connected to what's going on whereas snap is this thing where it's like no 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 no. like you are doing some jurassic park shit right you're in your you know <laughs> you're in your cute little mobile mobile and it is your job to be like paying attention to all things at all time. And that I feel like that's what's made playing the new game. So immediately, like it sold me on the idea of snap. Um, I like, as a kid, I never, I never regretted not having it. Like as a completionist, it, it just never seemed like a game that I needed to be paying attention to, but this is like, Oh no, like this is, this is some good downtime Pokemon experiencing. Ivan, what was like your reaction when you heard that they were releasing this, this, remake like were you just excited because it's a pokemon game was there something that it was attached to it being a switch game that felt like it might be something different what was what were your thoughts on that oh my god dude when they announced that like it caught me completely off guard because like this is this is a game you're right because it, it came out 22 years later this is a game i feel like nobody was anticipating i know a no. lot of people asked for it like when the wii u was still new because the gamepad mm -hmm. would have been like a, an incredible feature for photo taking right with the right the six axis and like moving around the room like a camera but right yeah i was just I was like taken back to my childhood. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they just brought this back just because. 
there's an aspect of this game that still continues into the new game. Now, mind you, I played the new game for a few hours and, and first initial reaction is I like this. I'm down for this. Someone, someone described it early on before I was able to play it as like, uh, uh, another addition to this genre of games like animal crossing that we just, it's another like chill game that we needed. Oh, yeah. Um, and it very much is that it's just a chill game that you want to do, but there's a frustration attached to it that I, I'm, I'm wondering if anybody else experienced this, even with the original game where, the game gives us something that we really, really want that's amazing in that, uh, especially because it was like the original game was on N64. So it was our first uh, video game experience where we got to see these Pokemon in a 3D environment. We got mm-hmm. to see them in a three, you know, 3D movement, more of them in the, the animated show. You got to have, you know, control of your perspective looking around and seeing Snorlax waking up and that kind of thing. But you're on a timer. You know, and you have to you have to catch the things, ha- catch the moments, and see the Pokemon before your little you know uh, your time train like, car yeah, right, right. timed up. And it's still the same thing in this one, where I'm just like, let me just stop and look at the Pokemon. Can I just stop and look at the Pokemon? And I don't understand why. I'm still frustrated that they've um that there's some some frustration attached to like the fact that it's still like. I still feel like I'm being rushed to experience Pokemon. I don't, but Charles, did you ever ex- have you experienced it with the new game? I haven't, did you ever experience it with the old game? So I know what you're talking about and I, I, I know I, I felt it. I, I feel it as well. Right. Cause you are like, well, can we slow down? Can we just stop the car? I want to look at them, but I'm you comparing this to animal crossing has made me think about my frustrations with that game where it's like, listen, we could get through these menus so much faster. <laughs> I, let me clean up my Island, please, please. No, you um, got to wait the, 15 minutes to, the thing to is, fly on right, that, that Dodo plane. That's the thing, right? The game is like, no, 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 wait, like calm down. Where are you going? You're on a deserted <laughs> Island. Right. And the thing about Pokemon snap, there's a waiting component to it, but there's also something that I think is, a little bit more subtle, but also really kind of cool. The game is like, excuse me, you are in the Pokemon space, right? Like literally you are in nature wandering around where there are no other humans and your job is to observe the Pokemon in their natural environments, right? Sort of playing by rules that are more sort of like what actual wildlife, people who interact with wildlife professionally do. Whereas with battling, right? You're stomping through the tall grass, right? Like you are ruining a bunch of Bunnelby's <laughs> lives because you're like, oh, my Pokedex. And the, and the Bunnelby are like, all right, well, like, let's throw mud at this thing. <laughs> and this is a much more like peaceful um, sort of way of existing with Pokemon, which, you know, kind of dovetails with um, some of the ideas that you see in games like Detective Pikachu, um, both the game and the movie, right? Both the game and the movie, they establish, hey, in Rhyme City, we don't do battling, right? We partner with Pokemon and we live with them in harmony here. Um, and we don't abhor battling. We recognize that it's a part of the larger world that we exist in. And that's another thing that's always sort of fun about this, the spinoff games when they come up with new names and it's like, ooh, welcome to the Lentil region. And it's like, okay, all right, there's a Lentil region and there's a few people here and we don't catch them a little suspicious but like that's that's, a part of, you know, that's that's also that's part of like that's part of uh that's part of like the magic of it and so while yeah it is frustrating it's designed to make you go back and do it again um but also i kind of like the idea of being like you know i do want to see this alolan raichu really bad but rather than capturing it and making it live in a computer i am just going to be cognizant of where it lives and check it out sometimes <laughs> yeah i i i have to like I have to share one more complaint about the game. And I like the game. Uh, they named the professor in the new game, Professor Mirror. Mm-hmm. Professor uh, Mirror? Which, right. Which is a play on, you know, the technological mecha- machinations oh, that are cameras. used to make a camera work. Right. Mm-hmm. But 
professors are supposed to be named after trees. Trees, I'm sorry. yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's that's I was gonna I, I see I I was hoping that your concern was gonna be, excuse me, most you know, most photographers are out here working with mirrorless cameras these days. So <laughs> this man is right. very stuck it's, in the past. But okay. it's wrong on multiple levels, and I'm not a fan of it. Uh I will say the thing that I'm a fan of that I just realized right in, uh, a few minutes ago when I was like uh, looking around on stuff on Twitter that someone pointed out. Uh one of my favorite uh Twitter accounts, out of context Pokemon. It's a great Twitter account. Oh, that is a great account. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's so good. It's the most inside jokes ever you could have for Pokemon. But they pointed out that Todd, there's a Todd character in the new game that shows up and he's like this this uh, grown-up photographer, ecological surveyor kind of dude. He's the guy from the original game. The original game, the kid that's you, is back in the new game. How cool is that? That is awesome. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I love it when games do that, when they you have callbacks to earlier titles. Is he is he cooler? Is he still? Or is he? Just- oh, he's cool. He dresses well. He's cute. He's got he's got <laughs> definitely uh, Sean from Boy Meets World hair still, and he has a little like assistant who's learning under him, who is definitely another annoying rival like character that uh, <laughs> of course, you know, of course, of course, that they kind of constantly introduce. I, I'm playing through Pokemon Sword and Shield with a buddy of mine. We're doing a Nuzlocke run on streaming, and it's just reminding me so much how annoying Hop is in sword and shield he's not annoying oh stop it what are you talking you, you about got, what is wrong he, he's so endearing he's not endearing. oh my god he's he is, so endearing dude i love every him. single time you're just trying to walk into a place he's like hey dude you want to battle again with my wooloo like no dude <laughs> i beat your wooloo like 15 times go go get something the new thing that's great about hop is that he's a different kind of rival not a rival born out of actual trying to like compete with you but like that person who isn't even mean or like weird but you're just like bro like we're not we don't get along stop 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 yeah. stop and won't go away and then eventually it turns into a rivalry that's good right that's new so pokemon snap we, we've been talking about how it's like in addition to these like non uh combat related games uh, uh ivan what has been your experience with those games as well like is do you feel like those games add something like things like pokemon go and mystery dungeon and stuff like that or even like pokemon pinballs even an example anybody play pokemon <laughs> pinball Dude, I love I Pokemon Pinball uh, on the Game Boy Color with the little, uh, you have to put a battery in it to, to get it to vibrate. Yep, yep, yep. I love that, man. And now I got to go find a ROM for that. Um, <laughs> well, how do you feel about those additions to the franchise? What do you feel like they add to it or if they don't add anything to it? I mean, I, I really like the ones that uh, expand the universe, like the spinoffs, like uh, the Ranger games. Those are great because um, you really get to see like a different side of of like not just the trainers and the battling and gyms and stuff, which is great. But like you get to see like other things like, oh, what do, what do these Pokemon uh, basically environmentalists do or like yeah. uh, what's the other one mystery dungeon you brought up that's great too because you kind of get to see like the Pokemon in like a village and what, what would they be like if they had their own society and stuff right. so I feel like it, it adds a lot of world building that you don't normally see in the main games because the main games are very much just like it's formulaic it's very much just like get all the gyms elite four big scary legendary uh, and then that's it. You kind of don't see anything else. So I feel like it adds a lot to the franchise. It's something that I, I really appreciate, you know. It's interesting that the franchise has managed kind of like two branches out from the main games where you've got these, you know, puzzle uh, uh, fun games that don't involve you having to, you know, kill Pokemon, um, <laughs> make them faint, sorry, whatever. <laughs> but then you've also got uh, the like, but like the Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon like Tekken and everything like that where you are just it's just it's just the fighting and I for one I liked those games like I played Pokemon Stadium it was fun everything like again getting to any chance at that time back in the day with N64 you could see like 3D 
Pokemon, you could see actually Charizard breathing fire <laughs> out. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, but I felt like they have had less longevity in my fan head. Mm. Um, that's not a term, but we're just going to go with it. I know what you mean. And as opposed to these other ones, like Pokemon Go, I have played just way too much of way too much pokemon go i mean i think what you're touching on is like the accessibility because the i think what we all get out of those spin-off games is the lore aspect and while pokemon is ubiquitous right you go down the street and ask people like what is a pikachu people know if you were to ask like what makes a pikachu evolve they wouldn't necessarily you know have a thunderstone at the top of their mind right Whereas there are those fans out there who have been on board since day one for whom those spinoffs really are sort of like, oh, yeah, like this is a new way for me to, you know, experience this stuff. Whereas Go is really just, you know, flick your thumb, you know, flick your thumb at the circle and get the thing, Um, which is not to knock it. Right. That is that there is there is fun in that. Um, And I think that Snap, this new Snap is trying to it's trying to find a space to exist in that gets a little bit of all of that energy um, because Mm -hmm. as much as it is, you know, a spinoff game in a new section of this world, um, it is simple. And that is like take pictures of Pokemon, but also the game, it does have these internal elements that are designed to encourage you to um, share um, beyond just like you being able to post to social media by getting the pictures off your phone. There is, it's not a leaderboard exactly, but it's like, Hey, the game, the the photos that you have taken, share them within the game through the online function for other photo or for other players to see and rate. Um, I mean, I don't want to brag, but I did manage to get a photo of a hoot hoot, uh, showing off its second leg, which is very, very (laughs) difficult. (laughs) I did it in the game. I'm proud of myself. Uh, uh, (laughs) professor mirror was very impressed. Uh, he said, I'm putting it on your profile. And I'm like, thanks dad. Talking about these games about like like games where we see Pokemon in like uh, 3D and sort of being able to see what they look like in action, something I feel like definitely deserves an honorable mention here. Super Smash Brothers is really good for that, right? Like oh, I, don't yeah. know, I don't know about you guys, but I as a kid and perhaps as an adult um, definitely have spent an hour or two on just an empty stage with nothing but Pokeballs, <laughs> Pokeballs. on turned on high just to be like, let's see all of them. Right. And it's so cool to, and it's, it is sort of, I think it's what you're kind of going for, John, where I don't just want to see a hoot hoot showing me its second leg, you know, give them the old razzle dazzle. I want to see <laughs> a hoot hoot and an Ente and an Alolan Raichu and a Lugia. <laughs> and they're all going ape shit on a Pokemon stage. What is that hoot hoot doing in this scenario with it, these it just, giant it, legendary it, Pokemon? Listen, that, that trainer just said, I'm going to try it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you never know and like that's like that's kind of it's almost sort of like um it's an impossible situation right like in the games in the anime nothing like that would ever happen right short of there being some sort of calamity but it is kind of it's the promise of these games or rather the appeal is always like what if what if you could be in that world and i think part of that fantasizing is like what if some truly crazy shit happen and that's kind of what i always get out of those like moments in smash i think that's to, to touch on, uh, you, you mentioned the Detective Pikachu movie a little mm. while ago. I think I was a bit more into the movie than I think some other people were, but I was, because the movie did have like some plot issues and it had some holes and it had some, like, it was very predictable and that kind of thing. But what the movie did really well, which I, I, I think I'm realizing is an aspect I like more and more about modern Pokemon experiences is that it showcased just a living with scenario of Pokemon that 
is has always it has become more and more interesting at the more that I've thought more and more about Pokemon because like you know as as we've added this franchise to like the world of things that we enjoy and have memorized we have memorized the names of way too many Pokemon all three of us can agree that there have been <laughs> there are other important things we should have memorized in our life at this point but the fact that you know exactly you know what the the starter Pokemon for a Gen two are like that's bad. Um, <laughs> Excuse me, that's fantastic knowledge to have. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious for and happy to see the further development of turning these games into a living with them experience that is be that goes beyond just the grinding of levels. Because I'm kind of I'm kind of over that to a degree. Um, I think that's why I like things like Nuzlocke runs with the video games. Are you guys familiar with Nuzlocke runs at all? Oh my god, those scare me, dude. That's the thing. Like, I know them, and it's like, yeah. why would you do that? Why? Why? Yeah, yeah. It's not Pokemon. <laughs> That's Pokemon is fun. <laughs> I get attached. I can't. I can't do a Nuzlocke. It's funny that you mentioned Ivan. It's funny that you mentioned uh, Wobbuffet as your favorite because a mutual friend of ours, Blaine, um, who has been on your show and you've been on oh, his Blaine's show, hilarious. Good from hell. Yeah. Blaine's great. Uh, Blaine and I are, are. He's the one that I'm going through the Nuzlocke run with. I'm forcing him to do a Pokemon uh, Shield. <laughs> nuzlocke run and he gets way too confident he 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 smashes through dialogue and he's 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 knowledgeable about pokemon but he's not an expert and so while i'm like trying to like guide him into making smart decisions he keeps doing things that's really setting him up for like having to kill a pokemon oh no um <laughs> and he a couple of streams ago he did get into an instance with a wobbuffet that nearly destroyed his entire game and oh wiped his uh, team um so I, I find it extra uh, fun that your favorite Pokemon is one that uh, Blaine is now kind of uh, scared of. That is unfortunate if he loses a team member to a Wobbuffet of all things, because you win if you just don't attack it, which is hilarious. Right. <laughs> which he, I self-admittedly, was not familiar with exactly the fighting mechanics of Wobbuffet. I did not know because I've never used a Wobbuffet. Yeah. In Have you ever seen the show? Right. But <laughs> literally in the game, Wobbuffet always goes second. And yeah. all of his moves are completely responses. And um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, like that, uh, that, yeah. <laughs> but he was, all, it was also an instance where he wasn't trying to kill it. So he had to kind of, cause he, it was the, it, in Nuzlocke runs, like the first Pokemon you encounter in a space is the only Pokemon that you can catch in that space. Right. Mm. And then after that, you can't catch anymore. And that was his route five Pokemon. Oh. Um, <laughs> and he, he wanted it, but then he also uh, was trying not to die from it, and he was also <laughs> trying not to kill it. So it was just, it was a oh tightrope walk for him. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's why I like things like Nuzlocke runs, or even like randomizers, another uh, modification people have done to play the games. Uh, because, uh, you know, again, uh, the game's been out since, what, 1997? Was I think the North American release of uh, Red, something like that? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I've played a lot of Pokemon, my dudes. I played. I'm 36, and I played every game that's come out. And I'm, I'm, I've got, I've done a lot of battling, and uh, I like exploring different aspects of the game. And so, Snap is that way, uh, you know, that that different uh, viewpoint of the franchise. And I got to say, the the new game itself is 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 doing a, a decent job of adding to that uh, roster. What I love about the new Pokemon Snap, like as of now, like just from uh, reviews and trailers is that the, the Pokemon are so much more uh, lively than when you see them in like Sword and Shield or any of the previous games. Oh, they're emotive. Yeah, yeah. It, it, they feel. So my issue with like Sword and Shield was like I, I love the game. A lot of people don't like it, but my my main issue was um, all of the Pokemon felt like plastic. They were yeah, like yeah, yeah. 
yeah, they didn't feel like living creatures, but Pokemon Snap, or the new Pokemon Snap, excuse me, really just brought that out. I think the studio, was it Namco that worked on this? Or... Yeah, uh, yeah, I think right? it, is a, it is a Bandai thing, yeah. They did a they did a great job with all the little animations and quirks of every Pokemon species, and that's what I'm most excited for, just to see them, like, just be animals and not, like, tools of destruction, like, literally. <laughs> it's interesting that you bring up the quirks, because, like, something that I, I ultimately ended up kind of really disliking about Sword and Shield, um, and a lot of people notice, is that the animation speeds on the on the on a lot of the models are all standardized, right? You yeah. can see a lot of the programming in the game based on little mm. things like how all Pokemon swarm you when you're outside. Some will run away, but they all sort of run at you at a pretty solid speed. And it felt like a step back from, goodness, um, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. Um, something that even though it was a remake of the original games, it was more sort of about trying to create a more immersive, emotive experience um, that showed you like fine details that you wouldn't otherwise necessarily get. What the new Snap is doing, it is a, like it just because of you know the, the Switch's technical abilities, it's able to do, it's able to give the Pokemon personalities in a way that does make you want to like interact with them. Like the in the time that I've played, the only like perfect picture that I've gotten is of a Florges like smiling and waving at me while there's a bunch Aww. of Avillion in the background. And it's like, yes, like, yes, 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 yes. As opposed to, you know, this thing is this somehow this this flower that has no legs is running at me <laughs> in a way that I'm supposed to <laughs> in a way I'm supposed to just like go along with. And I'm curious as to I'm, like the, the point of the snap games is about you know discovery and exploration and taking pictures i'm really curious to see whether any of like that particular kind of focus ends up being incorporated into um pokemon arceus um the next oh. game that's been announced for the switch which is you know again something that feels really new to this space it is a yeah. core pokemon game that has a lot of like markers of spin-offness um it's set in the past right um you can see that the battle mechanics are a little different it's still got that open world that we first saw in sword and shield and i'm curious as to whether or not like because it's set in the past a lot of the exploration that you're doing is sort of um almost like foundational research because in the games right it's like here's your pokedex and it's going to be the first time that you've seen a caterpie you know every trainer in the world before you have seen a caterpie before but in this game in the past right it's like what if part of the you know what if part of the journey is you're going out there and seeing things that people have truly never seen before um because you're in that region and i'm curious as to like it wouldn't necessarily be cameras per se maybe you're just like painting a picture of something but i'm i, I want to <laughs> see more of like that sort of like brought into the the core games yeah that was something that uh they never fully landed with even like pokemon go where they they were trying to add that kind of ar interaction with pokemon and even like discoverability of pokemon uh but it still felt flat when you place a machamp on the ground next to you it's cool for a photo for a second you want to pose next to it but then you know the ar breaks down pretty quickly and you can't really do much with it snap is definitely a lot more of that uh seeing the pokemon move emote ivan you, you you've nailed it where they're not just like mannequins that you're telling them to use ember you know for the 15th time <laughs> yeah. You definitely can get them, you know, pissed off at you and uh, and even uh, get some attitude from them or uh, uh, you did because the game has like the night and day mechanics. You interact with them in different kind of settings where they're they're sleeping or, or they they might be only the kind of Pokemon that comes out at night. And uh, it's definitely, I think, something that uh, as as a seasoned 
has a seasoned Pokemon guy. <laughs> That's the most pretentious thing I've ever said. <laughs> As someone who's been playing these games far too much, it's a breath of fresh air that I I like. Oh, for sure, dude. I could 100% agree. Because, like, yeah, I don't know. It just it has that kind of magic and personality that I feel like the the last main entry just didn't have. That's what I really wish, I guess, Pokemon or Game Freak or Nintendo, whomever, would, would focus more on. Because um, I know they've sure. they've kind of like touched upon it a little bit with like Pokemon Camp and Pokemon Ami, where you could like mm-hmm. interact with your Pokemon and, and see uh, not a standardized robotic model in an idle pose for like the whole game. Like you could see them emote and do other things, but but then that's it. It's like, and it doesn't really do much in terms of the main game, you know? Yeah, there's a, a feature for the main games I have been screaming for for a while now, which is the uh, skip tutorial button. <laughs> and this one, because God, the guy, t- like the, the Professor Mirror is talky. It's like, dude, I get it. Oh, yeah. Chill oh out. There's gosh. also like, it, it, they can, uh, you, you talked to Charles about like the load times kind of things of slowing down. It's yeah. still in this game a little bit because... Oh. Uh, there's kind of an annoying mechanic where you'll finish a run through of the map and, uh, you're like, Hey, I want to go do photos somewhere else. Like you don't go from that menu straight into like just a map. You have to then go back to the research lab, wait for that screen to load. You might show up and mirror wants to talk to you. And then you can go back to the menu that lets you then go back to picking the map. And so there's like a little bit of like some truncated, uh, unnecessary. I do think that that is just showing you that the switch is sort of like still technically like limited and mm-hmm. i do think that this generation of pokemon games um everything that's been um released on the switch and uh, i guess go as well has felt kind of like nintendo or the pokemon company rather um inviting everyone into the skunk works a little bit um <laughs> you know but but actually though right because we've seen elements of the game sort of converge and cross over um, there were a lot of go elements in let's go right um, and you can see I, you can you can see elements of snap in go and i would not be surprised if in the next generation of systems we do start to sort of see these things coalesce into a more sort of like immediately recognizable um, standardized pokemon experience where the gameplay is focused towards different ends you know from one device to another Mm. but these features that you have like place your pokemon in space and interact with it like pokemon and me like being able to scratch your pokemon it's like all right like when are we going to stop messing around and just make that you know a thing that we all know that you do in the games universally and that's how you get you know little heart bonuses it does feel like that's coming eventually because you know how nintendo is notorious for taking its time you know like they they they, you know they they like to do things on their you know on their own schedule and we love them for it and it's frustrating to live through it but i feel like we are very close to them trying bold new things it's funny that you mentioned other features being like like kind of crossing over in other games because i remember i think it was gen 7 Mm -hmm. uh there was a camera there was a picture taking like feature where you could take pictures of pokemon in the wild but you do it like once and then right and it's like that's well, why, it. why why just once and you can tell it's yeah. probably because like oh for whatever reason it just didn't end up and we we know this from like data mines like there are bits and pieces of certain gameplay that just don't get developed further for whatever reason yeah, and yeah. it always feels as if like you know the reasons are probably legitimate but like the hope is always what if you know what if in developing this new thing everybody got not what they wanted but every 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 feature was fully fleshed out and sort of brought into, you know, like a, a cohesive like gameplay experience. And that could be that could be so amazing. Like what if 
in my deepest heart, I want Pokemon Arceus <laughs> to just be Breath of the Wild, but with Pokemon, where it's like, all right. I know. I was waiting for you yeah. to admit no, that, Charles. No, but it's like, you want to like, go out, you want to collect the Pokemon, you want to battle the Pokemon, you're going to take some pictures, paint some, paint some pictures of them, you're going to cook them some food, maybe you start your own gym, because it's in the past, everybody's got to start a business. That, like, I will commit years to that game, if that's what it is. <laughs> I have a question for you guys because there's there's definitely a part of this game that they're pushing for a lot while you're playing it because they give you an opportunity to do it at every turn, which is to save your images and hopefully share them, you know, to your social media. Is that like of interest to you guys? Do you guys find like Ivan, do you find yourself like doing that with any video games right now? Like God of War and Spider-Man and Demon Souls all really had that kind of photo mode and really wanted you to do that. Is that something that that is valuable to you for these games? Um, I feel like it makes a lot of sense for Pokemon Snap because it's the whole game is just, you know, pictures and stuff. Right. But personally, that that whole feature of sharing screenshots from gameplay, like I don't usually do it often unless it's something really wild or like there's like a bug going on. Like I, I've been playing a lot of um, Monster Hunter recently mm -hmm. because that just came out. And I've been sharing a lot of like screenshots and videos from that, but only when the game like bugs out or like a model right. doesn't load in properly. So... Personally, I wouldn't really use that feature too often, but I could see the appeal, you know? Yeah, that was that was something that even like uh, people reminiscing about the original Snap, the Aeropoons I've been noticing has been posting like the most like absurd images from the original <laughs> game of like yeah. Pokemon in precarious positions or like <laughs> uh, stuff like that. And so uh, I, I definitely get that where it's like the game's broken. I want to share the game being broken, everybody. <laughs> we, we all like that. My big like my big fear playing the new game is the longer I play it, the more familiar I'm going to become with it. And I'm going to start to recognize the patterns because as lush as it is, I, I do think that there's a lot of it that is just sort of the Pokemon only move in a very particular kind of way. And so oh, the yeah. potential for, you know, inappropriate things to happen, things that the game doesn't intend for, I'm not, not have to ah. test this out, right? Just aren't <laughs> as present because it's like in Go, right? Because the, the Pokemon just sort of spawn at random. You'll just see wild shit sometimes, right? Yeah, like, yeah. oh, like, like these two, po like those two Pikachu over there are battling for no reason where they're trainers. It's just how, it's just, you know, how the game is loaded. And this, you know, it's beautiful, but it's like, uh-huh, I see that Pichu and that Grookey. I know they're friends. They're, <laughs> they come out every time and that's, it's, it's cute. It's cute. And I'm looking, I'm, I'm curious to see whether or not the cuteness like holds up over time. They, they do a pretty good job in the new game of, I mean, I've only unlocked two lands, um, but in unlocking two islands, they're all islands. You're in the lentil region and they're all, all islands. And so you start off on the very first like Flororis Island. I don't remember what camera was called. <laughs> and, uh, but they also have like added like it's you, you start off with only having access to day and then you can unlock night. And then there's an Illuminati. What's Illumina? Illumina version? There's an Illuminati? Um, the Illuminati. It's not Illuminati. <laughs> That's um, the evil right. team in Pokemon Snap. Uh, <laughs> they've added the Illuminati to Pokemon and it's crazy. They glow. Um, they're going to overthrow the government. They're part of the Masons. <laughs> no, there's like, that's like the, uh, the new shiny version in this game. It's like, there's oh. these glowing Pokemon them with different markings on them. Um, and they, and you, you saw that in like the, the most recent trailer where they're like, what's this Meganium doing? He's glowing. Like that's the, the first one you, you meet. Um, and so like the, the, the islands themselves like have different layers to them. You can kind of replay as opposed to the original game. It's like, once you've gone through the desert, you know, so many times you've seen the same Diglett over and over again, you're over it. But this game like has already like added a lot of layers in that on top of the fact that you also 
advance in research uh levels that's your level um and you get you do that by taking better photos there's almost like an experience points kind of aspect aspect to it and as you uh increase in level of, of research uh of these levels then the next time you go in the pokemon are doing different things oh and uh, so, like, you might still be at, you know, Floris Island, and you might be in the daytime, but on research level three, oh my god, there's a Pidgeot now sitting on the floor that you can feed that wasn't there before. And so, I commend the developers for, uh, you know, seeing what we loved about the original game, but also going, like, the original game was pretty short and repetitive. We want people to have plenty of uh, space to move around in this one, and having only opened up two islands and having all these different levels to it all these layers to it like it's 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 a beefy game I'll, I'll say that that's awesome i'm glad that they added some like more incentive to to like go back to previous tracks because i know in the right. older game the incentive was like um like oh maybe you'll unlock a different branching pathway or you'll, you can come back with a different item but now like that's even cooler because it's like now it's like a whole bunch of different things because you, if you come back with a different level now there's a different pokemon there so that's yeah, that's cool yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's still like I'm I, I get overwhelmed easily by games that give me too much at the start. And this game is that where you're just like, I can't move around fast enough to take all the photos <laughs> I want. And so I get kind of sad because I'm just like, I need, I just want to take the photo. I I missed I missed the Grookey. It, it's behind the grass. I can't get the photo now. Um so there's a little bit of that frantic manic nature that I have, but I think that's just my personality coming into the game. <laughs> I can deal with that in therapy later. Um <laughs> Any, any other uh, thoughts about uh, Pokemon Snap and, 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 and like these non-main games and, and, and what they, they bring to the franchise, gentlemen? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think that like Nintendo is on a good track as, in terms of, um, particularly now, a lot, I feel like a lot of um, the game that comes to mind is like Pokemon Troze. Like those games, I always think to myself, like, what are those for? Oh, that's underrated. Which game did you just say? <laughs> Troze is so underrated. I love Troze. Oh my god! What is Troze? Why do I not know this? It's uh, it's like a face puzzle game where you where you line them up and stuff, and the art style is like like really uh, cute. It's adorable. What 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 console was this on? Oh DS. Um, it was like one of the oh. first. I think it was like one of the first Pokemon DS games. I think so. Yeah, one of the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's it, that it, with Pokemon Dash too. I think. And it very much felt like oh, this is it's um it's a DS game like not of the WarioWare yeah. variety, but it felt like in that ds uh, energy and it never grabbed me and I, I always thought i always think to myself like that's time that could have been spent on the main pokemon games but <laughs> <laughs> but like you know you know with time with time comes perspective and I, I i appreciate that you know the company does go out of its way to be like let's like let's try something else out because mm -hmm. in that exploration you do eventually get these really polished products like the new snap did did any of you guys play pokemon the magikarp jump game what? Oh, my, oh yeah. the mobile game? <laughs> yeah, the mobile game that was just a silly game where you made a Magikarp, you know, battle and grow. I hate to admit that I spent a lot of time on that. <laughs> I think we all did because we just like, you know, we're here to just consume Pokemon stuff. Once I caught a Mag <laughs> uh, once I call, uh, caught a golden one, I was like, ah, well, that's it. Who cares about the spotted <laughs> one? <laughs> oh, I don't even know. Did they... Have they announced if there's like even shinies in Pokemon Snap? See, that's the thing. I haven't looked it up. That'd be awesome. And I'm curious because that's 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 got to be there. Why not? If not, yeah, yeah. Wobbuffet's kind of Wobbuffet's kind of a, a sad shiny. You don't like pink Wobbuffet? <laughs> Sacrilege, man! I can't believe what I'm hearing right now. 
First, it's, the, it's definitely first the better lipstick. than some of the other like uh uh Tyranitar shiny it's just like what if his belly was a slight purple shift <laughs> or like Gengar's it. where he's just like he's a little darker he's like an indigo instead of a you can't a even tell you can't even tell oh my gosh um they're all better than Dragonite just going puke green oh you don't like Dragonite shiny either nah it's no. not good it's it's like it's it's it makes him look like a dragon tails dragon not to not you don't dragon like that? tails but Pete's, like Pete's nah. dragon you know a fairy tale dragon I love that I was like oh that's <laughs> clever you know, he he looks like Pete's dragon who just got <laughs> the flu is what he looks like. I will say in shiny Gengar's uh, defense in its mega and um, not V max. What is it called? It's Gigantamax forms turns a stunning shade of white, stunning shade of white. And it caused oh, me. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Totally me a agreed. huge like amount of like stress because it was the first shiny that I caught in sword and shoot. And I was like, yes. And then I look at it in my in my decks and it's just purple. And I'm like, oh, I've been had. <laughs> you guys are gonna you guys are gonna hate me because I actually don't like shiny mega Gengar that much because he looks like a big tooth. I don't know wow. what it is. He does. He wow. looks like a tooth. He's coming out of the ground, he's pointing at the top, he just looks like a molar. I love it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You can nickname him Timmy. Timmy the tooth. Uh all right, we've goofed around enough with uh Pokemon's talk. Uh let's head off to head cannons and, and finish this up, okay? We've gone pretty in deep about kind of what we uh, like about the Pokemon franchise, what we are are looking for in new iterations of it. And I'm curious from you guys uh, for your head cannons, what is that living with Pokemon specific gaming experience um, that we still haven't got that you would love to see explored? Mm. Um, Charles, do you, do, you have, do you have an initial idea? I do. I do actually. Um, I thought about it while we were uh, talking today during the course of this episode. Um, so we've, you know, we've seen, uh, we've seen what cops are like in the Pokemon world through Detective Pikachu, right? He's out there solving his little crimes. Um, yeah. I want to know what Pokemon healthcare is like. Specifically, I want a Nurse <gasps> wow. Joy game, right? I want to work in a Pokemon center and I want the game where it's like, all right, from the kid's perspective, it's like, I'll take your Pokeball, boom, 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 boom. But in reality, it's like, oh no, like we have to go figure out how to like heal all of these things because you know, the things that a Charmander needs to be healed are different than what a Weedle needs. And maybe it's like a little bit of cooking mama, a little bit of operation, mix up these herbs. I, I trauma give me center. That. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Give me that. They, they touched that a little bit in the cartoon when like, uh, like, yeah, like Charmander needs help with its flame getting low or mm-hmm. Pikachu's like hooked up to that battery kind of thing. And honestly, I can him. see it just being a bunch of different mini games almost. Cause imagine it's like, oh yeah, like blow on the, blow on the Charmander's tail. You got to fan the flame a little bit, help it get healed. All that kind of stuff. You <laughs> well, know that'd how be Nintendo great. is. Yeah. Okay. I like this idea. I like it. Uh, what about you, Ivan? I know Nintendo's been, uh, what is it? They, ha- they kind of played around with VR a bit with like, was it Labo VR? And I yeah, feel like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're always like we established before, like with Pokemon Ami and Pokemon Go, they've been playing around with the idea of literally like a virtual pet, but but they haven't really gone like the full dedicated game to it. I mean, I know there was like Hey You Pikachu, but that was like severely was underwhelming. So yeah. It was so broken. Nah. Screaming at this little microphone that was stuck to your N64 <laughs> controller. Yeah, yeah. It's wild that you bring that up because it, it doesn't it feel like that should be a part of Pokemon Go? Like you can right. have a buddy, but it's like, no, 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 give me like a Pokemon Tamagotchi that just lives in yeah. my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, it's not like they haven't played because they. it's like they keep teasing it, but nobody's really following through. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, isn't this, shouldn't this be like the first thing you'd want to do with, with Pokemon, which are essentially magical god pets? Like, wouldn't you want to 
be able to take care of them, raise them, not really necessarily battle them to see them evolve, but maybe like, uh, like I know there's certain Pokemon that evolve with happiness, like Happiny or like, or Togepi. Like, wouldn't you want to just like, I don't know, care for them? I guess it's like your idea, Charles, <laughs> but from like maybe like a breeder perspective, maybe, maybe it's like a Pokemon breeding game. Yeah, because I guess, no, like a I, I totally know where you're coming from because right, like yeah. you, I can't play Nuzlocke because like, no, my Pokemon are my babies and I would never yeah, give I them away, <laughs> right? But the thing is, the main games are like, no, the only way that you can really help them grow is by making them fight. And we do it begrudgingly, <laughs> but what if what if you didn't have to? You can also shove candy in their face. You can just, <laughs> That's also just true. Do that. Very fair. I agree, Ivan, and, and my... The head cannon for this is kind of similar and it comes a little bit from playing the game a bit of snap with the new one because you can play the game with the joysticks you can play the game with the motion controls you can play the game with a combination of the two but in the end all i really want to do is because I, I you know anybody with a cell phone now does this i personally i've i've worked as a photographer professionally and so like i just want to like be able to move around with my own body and point directly where I want to shoot and and that kind of thing. So like, give me yes. the VR experience of standing in a room. Let me play Pokemon. I just want Pokemon Snap in VR. That's all I want. Yeah, with, yeah. With, with maybe a little bit of like haptic feedback of me throwing stuff at the Pokemon <laughs> or something like that. Um, and then like, you know, that might even like allow for a little bit of more mobility in the game. Like, how about not? How about instead of Pokemon Snap on rails, let me go for a hike. <laughs> let me just go for a VR hike oh. with Pokemon. I'd do that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Add, add add the health. You know, give me some steps. Add like that whole like <laughs> we fit kind of element to it. So uh, I, I need I need Nintendo. Nintendo's never going to get onto this technology because they still have Bluetooth on the Switch. So <laughs> I can't believe they'd ever do this. But give me VR of Pokemon. Let me like stand there and like take pictures myself of just like turning around. I just want to stand in my room and do that. Like that's that's all any kid that grew up with this franchise ever wanted was just to stand with their Pokemon. <laughs> Did you guys ever have? uh super game boy what is that oh that was is that uh, you put in the super nintendo right yeah it was like a yeah, big yeah, old yeah. cartridge that you put in the super nintendo and then you could put game boy games into it and you could play yeah game boy games on your tv that was how i played a lot of pokemon red that was, was that amazing. how you um was that how you could transfer pokemon from pokemon stadium to your game boy yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally. yes they totally had that way they did they did uh, such a rich and versatile franchise. <laughs> All right, take us out. That brings this episode of The Real Canon to a close. If you like what you heard, and we know you did, be sure to give us a follow so you don't miss a single episode. We have new episodes coming every Tuesday. Yep, and if this was your first episode checking us out and you want to talk more about what we covered today, you want to tell us what your favorite Pokemon game or extra game has been, you can check us out on social. We're always posting extra stuff from each episode on at RealCanonPod all the time. And while you're there, if you maybe want to at a friend about us and you want to show them the show, I'm not going to say don't do that. Um, also, special thank you to Ivan for thank joining so us. Much, thank you so much. Man. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys for having me on. It's been great. Yeah. Where do you want people to find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, you can find me on Recreo. That's youtube.com slash Recreo. And then you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, IvanGBM. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. This has been The Real Canon. It's been fun. Get ready, get hyped, and we'll be back next week with more.